those things for free, right? I'm trying to use the quotes too much on this episode, but I'm going to struggle with it because just the word for free makes me want to throw my fingers in the air and do this, which is opposed to me throwing my fingers in the air doing something else. Travel Insiders. I'm Mark Holloway. Gonna be flying solo today, so gonna be re-recording one of our older episodes. But uh, today we're gonna be talking about episode number 21. Nothing is free. Now, I guess I want to slow down a little bit on this one. Um, again, bear with me. I have not been doing this on my own. Done a lot of promos and that sort of thing. But this is one where I want to just really make sure I'm not talking too fast. No one to pause me, no one to bounce things off. So nothing is free. Let's start off by talking about what this actually was. This was uh, an idea that I had uh, many, many years ago. I started the concept. I wanted to do some different uh, different series with the last company I was a CEO of. The thought and the idea was I kept hearing about, oh, this company's doing this or giving us this for free, and this company's doing this for free. And, and I started realizing that of course, knowing what I know about the industry, and I think you guys all do as well, nothing really is free in our industry. The fact is, everything comes from a hourly, all-inclusive bill rate, which means that all profit is derived from that. So if you really look at it, anything a company is doing is only coming from one of two areas. Either it's coming from their, in fact, bottom line profit that they're making, and they've got enough business that they've decided to spend some of that money and give things for free, so to speak, to travelers based upon true profit, or more than likely what they're doing is they're encompassing a lot of those costs into their calculations for what kind of margins they need to make in order to keep giving those things for free, right? I'm trying to use the quotes too much on this episode, but I'm going to struggle with it because just the word for free makes me want to throw my fingers in the air and do this, which is opposed to me throwing my fingers in the air doing something else. But that's the bottom line to this, is that you guys get that. I mean, unless you're talking about permanent placement um, and even per diem companies, they all work on an hourly bill rate, which means that that's where the money comes from. It comes from the facility, and you bill based upon that, and you calculate how much money and how much margin you want to make based upon that. So first thing I want to talk a little bit about is cost of goods sold. We're certainly not going to do an accounting class here on Travel Insiders, but I do want to give you guys a general concept that most of you probably already know. And if you do, I apologize. I'm not trying to, to whatever, but this is just basic business 101. A cost of goods sold is basically an expense that a company has based upon the sale. And I'll use, obviously, travel, for example. So everything that a company has cost-wise that's associated with you guys getting a placement or a traveler going to work for us, which would include, of course, the traveler's payroll, the traveler's taxes that on that payroll, 
credentialing or onboarding, things that, again, if you wouldn't, if a traveler wouldn't have gotten the assignment, wouldn't be going to work for you, you would not have that expense, right? So anything that's associated with that, like I said, like travel, reimbursement, um, background checks, credentialing, um, you name it. Now, things like advertising, um, marketing, salaries internally, rent for the corporate office, insurance, you name it. Most of those are, are operating expenses. In other words, you have those regardless. Now, there's arguments to be made on some things that are kind of blurred, right? So I've always wanted to run a ship that's really perfectly tight. So in other words, I've considered a recruiter's commission truly a cost of goods sold because a recruiter wouldn't, we wouldn't have that expense as a company. We wouldn't have to pay a recruiter that money if he or she didn't get the sale, right? So that, in fact, is a cost of goods sold. I, however, and most companies I don't think do, ever incorporated a recruiter's commission into calculating the margin. Now, I hope that made sense to you guys. There are companies, I know they exist, that actually would say, okay, if we're paying whatever it is, let's just use a round figure of 50 bucks for commission per traveler per recruiter, that $50 we're going to carve out before we calculate our 26% margin, which as you guys know is what most companies are at, we're going to make sure that we include that as an expense so that it's 26 plus without the commission as opposed to 26 and then we have to pay the commission. So there are companies that do that. Again, that's why I'm telling you that nothing truly is free. And what I can't do is sit here and give you sweeping statements about what every single company does because every company does do things differently, which is be unfair of me to make generalizations. But I can tell you certain things in this podcast and this YouTube channel episode that I do know most companies do, right? So again, when you're talking about a cost of goods sold, that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to figure out what is my sale, what is my expense, and what expenses do we have in that sale? And that is, in fact, what it is that you're looking for for your margin. Most companies are, are taking all those costs one way or the other and then calculating their margin based upon assumptions or really good guesswork or what's you know historically what those costs have been, and then they're calculating their margins out. So I want you guys to understand the concept of a cost of goods sold or a COG. That is, in fact, expenses that are only associated with that, what I'm going to say, a sale. It is a cost of the goods sold, and you guys, unfortunately, are the goods sold in our world in, in travel, right? So that's like it or not. Again, advertising, you're going to advertise as a company. You're going to get a lead generation, all these things that drive me nuts. You're going to spend that money regardless. Salaries for people internally. We're going to talk about that a little bit down the road here. Um, you know, you pay a recruiter a, a salary, and then, of course, there's benefits. The commission is the part that really could be associated with a cog if you were doing things, in my opinion, perfectly. Insurance. Uh, in things like a um, you know, professional general liability, or of course, your workman's comp, all that, in fact, should be a cog, in my opinion. It is part, it goes up based upon the number of travelers you have. It's all predicated on that particular part of your payroll. It has nothing to do with your internal. So if you're looking at a, you know, we're in Colorado. If you're looking at a, a insurance premium for a new state, let's say in Florida that you're working in, that cost of having that insurance for um, unemployment, workman's compensation in Florida is absolutely you wouldn't have if you didn't have people working in that state. So clearly that is. It gets a little tough accounting-wise to, to um, account for that, but it truly, in fact, is a cog in my opinion. Most companies will just put it into an operating expense. makes things easier. But um, that's kind of the general idea of how this stuff works. So when we talk about, in other episodes, in previous episodes and upcoming episodes, when I talk about things like margin, understand that most companies have certain things that I'm going to discuss here today 
that have a lot to do with them calculating what is left over for them. What I can't sit here on this episode and say is quintessentially and categorically that every company does it this exact way. No, there's no way. Companies do things very differently. Each one does. But make no mistake, at the end of the day, for most companies, they are looking to have a margin that allows them to pay for those operating expenses and still make money, if that all makes sense to you. And that's part of it. Again, margin is not just to cover they aren't clearing everything. And I guess that's one concession I'll make. When a company has a 26% margin, that is the money left over for them to run everything else, including their office, all of their personnel, all their salaries, uh, all their background checks. I mean, it's incorporated with running a business that's not a cog. And of course, their profit, which of course, every company wants to make money, right? That's just the way life is. I don't know companies that want to go into business for out without making money. So, that's the gist of this. Now, where this episode came from was I was kind of tired of the comparison. And you hear this a lot out there on social media. Well, my company does this. My company you know, gave, a, gave the whole floor pizzas on my birthday. That's a common one. My company gives me a, just an amazing you know, gift for you know, during nurse week or during traveler week. I was talking to a traveler today, and she's like, I've never gotten diddly squat from my recruiter um, ever in the history of me recruiting. Not a, not a card, not a thank you. So, you know, again, it, depends upon the company. Of course, it depends if the recruiter wants to pull money out of his or her own pocket on the commission that they're making off of you and put some back to try to keep you to you know like them and stay involved. But what drove me nuts was that there was a lot of misconceptions out there that this is free or that's free. And there was comparison to companies saying, my company does this, but they weren't talking about how that affected the bottom line. Maybe a company did all kinds of free shit, so to speak, but their margin was less. Sorry, margin was higher, which means their pay was less. And that's kind of what today's episode is really about, being able to compare what's really given to you and having you have an understanding that all of it comes out of the same piece of pie or the same, I should say, pie itself. And it just depends on how they cut that piece up. So nothing really is free in our industry, I'm telling you, um, with some exceptions to companies that make some decisions based upon how they're going to spend their bottom line, their profit. And if, in fact, they're going to kick some of that back to you by offering certain things that are free. I think big companies that make a ton of money have that option. Um, but we're going to, again, you're going to be surprised at some things we're going to talk about um, when an agency does that. What I don't like, and I never have, is agencies that just kind of, I mean, I guess I can't blame them, but they try to hide behind the fact that, they, that here's a gift and this is almost like it is free. I'll mention this a couple of times in this podcast people like free shit. Um, I'm sorry, but that's just what our world is based upon, our economy in, in the United States is. I mean, that's why things go on sale, right? And, and maybe the market was high, but also if you see a little yellow tag at the grocery store that something is, you know, buy one, get one half off, even if it's overpriced, we fall for that crap all the time. People get that. You know, there's a Labor Day sale, there's a Memorial Day sale, President's Day sale, and then you go running out to the furniture store or wherever it is because you think you're getting a great deal. Whereas maybe it's marked off because they've got to get rid of inventory or who knows what, but maybe the stuff is overpriced the rest of the year. Same thing applies here. I guess that was my biggest reason for starting that whole series out was I wanted to kind of blow the roof off about how companies are pretending to offer you guys something up that's free as if they're giving you a benefit. And I truly don't think that they should be saying it's a benefit. You should know that this is all part of how business is done in our industry and that getting something means it is in fact coming from somewhere else. It could be coming from the company's bottom line, but typically what I've noticed in 21 years in this industry is it typically is coming from a 
general guaranteed of expense that they're that they're assuming and they're calculating them before they figure out their margin which means in fact if they're giving this they've got this budget for whatever we're going to talk about here it actually is really still coming from their ability to be able to now pay you what's left because they've spent money on this so that's kind of the gist Does that makes sense I hope it does um, I want to, I guess, start this off by talking about every single benefit. I did this on the other version we did a year ago or a little over a year ago. Every benefit, in my opinion, if you kind of get a general idea of what value it holds, can be broken down to an hourly cost or, in this case, an hourly benefit to you. I want to talk about some figures. I'm going to go real slow. I want you guys to rewind this if you, if you want me to, if you want to hear it again. When companies are calculating how much they can pay you. And unless you're you don't know what you're doing, all companies have some form of some calculation whether it's automatic or something that they've developed that allows them to put expenses in that they're anticipating in order to come up with that margin that they all have which is their individual sweet spot. And that's why as I've again well documented on this before, some companies are at 30% plus right now lately. Some companies are, you know, more the average of 26% Gone seem to be the days of what I'm trying to create, and that's companies that are down around the 20%, maybe even less. But it's all built in so that they know here's now, based upon a bill rate, what is left based upon our, again, assumptions that we've built into this, either I don't care if it's an Excel calculator or some sort, something more sophisticated. We can plug in a bill rate and it automatically spits out the amount of money that we can pay a traveler usually based upon the GSA and things that are taxable and tax-free, in order for us to hit that margin in which we need to make in order to do this deal. It's not just uh, calculated with a calculator. It, it is, again, guys, it is done so that people can do this down to a science. I've told you guys before, and I will continue to make sure I tell you guys this, that many companies have sliding scales that allow a recruiter to make more commission based upon the less that company is paying you. In other words, if a company's going to make $150 more a week because the recruiter is really good at convincing you to take it at a low-paying rate, they might give that recruiter 10 or $15 more a week and, and, of course, keep the rest, but that recruiter is incentivized to basically screw you guys out of more money in order to get that higher commission. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that, but and not every company does. There's a ton of companies that do do that, that have a... And some of the big ones, by the way, unless they've changed their philosophy or their or their method, they have that built in where if a traveler is going to be that naive and accept a job at that low, I'm going to make a ton of money. And of course, companies do that. I guess it's it's too bad the recruiter's not smart to realize that you're screwing a traveler over and you're getting a little tiny slice of that extra margin. Yet the company's going to get a whole bunch, but people do it because we look out for ourselves in this country. So if a recruiter can make 10 or 15 bucks off of 10 nurses, that's $150 potentially. If they could do that with every one of their travelers, that's substantial income for them weekly, monthly, and certainly yearly. And if they can do it on a, you know 50 or 60 travelers, you guys get the gist. It's it's a it's a trickle-up theory as opposed to a trickle-down theory, but the one that gets trickled on, <laughs> unfortunately, is you guys. Um, so here's what I want to talk about. The calculation, and again, maybe some companies do this differently, but it's hard for me to get away from the calculation of what you're looking at is how many hours on this assignment am I going to be billing? And I've mentioned this many, many times. Typically, I mean, the way most of these calculators work is you plug in the amount of either weeks or hours or you name it, the length of the assignment. So if you're dealing with a 13-week assignment, you're dealing with a 36-hour-a-week uh, uh, situation. I'm going to get my calculator ready, even though I know these numbers off the top of my head. 
That is 468. So 13 weeks or 13 times 36, 36 hours a week, 13 times 36 is 468. 13 times 40, for those of you that are working 40, is 520. Those are the calculations that go in based upon we can expect this many hours, which is what all of us have to do in order to be able to come up with a pay rate for you. We need to know what kind of revenue we're going to be bringing in. So it's a calculation of that bill rate less some of those pieces of pie we talked about. And uh, I know that this is an older episode, but we, you, know, you can go up and listen to and very soon you'll be able to watch the pie and those sorts of episodes that walk you through this. It is basically that bill rate times those many hours less potentially a vendor fee if there is one. Typically there is. Anywhere from 5 to 7% comes right off the top. And then basically it is the taxes that the company is going to pay on your taxable income only. And then basically there's only two things left. How much can we pay the traveler and then how much are we making? If that how much we are making is set in stone on this calculation tool, it's the traveler's pay that becomes the sliding scale based upon this fixed amount that we have to make. So if that company has a 26% margin built in, it will automatically generate the amount of compensation based upon that bill rate and the number of weeks or the number of total hours that you're working. In the case I mentioned, they're 468 or 520. Most of them have the ability, if it's an eight-week assignment, to reduce that by, you know, by five weeks. The next thing you know, you've got the same calculations. The only thing that really changes there is those fixed costs like potentially your travel because follow me on this, if you are getting $500 to travel somewhere for eight weeks, that's more expensive to a company than $500 travel for 13 weeks. The hourly burden on that gets less the longer the assignment is. So um, it becomes less expensive, so to speak, for the company to provide more income for you for that. So the formula is really this. Everything you guys can do, you could simply divide by 468 or 520 hours if you know the value for that. And I'm going to use some examples. Um, well, you're going to use a, a travel reimbursement. I did it already here. I've done this. I did this one in the other episode. A travel reimbursement of $500, right? So the company's going to give you this. And this is the first example of something that's really not free. It is, trust me, it is part of your total compensation package. A company knows this. So if you, well, as I say, if you were to ask for $800, this would change your compensation. Make no mistake. It's not like you're getting that extra, you know, 300 bucks for free. They will figure out a way to make sure it comes out of your pay. It's minimal. So you won't even notice it. It'll be less than a dollar an hour. You won't even see it. But here's how this works. So I want you guys to do this with everything you can. $500 travel reimbursement. Basically what you do is you would take $500 total compensation. That's what you're getting for travel, right? Of course, the cor across the course of that entire assignment. So 500 divided by 468 hours means it's a $1.07 per hour benefit to you. That $500 you're going to get across the whole assignment, basically another $1.07. So you could take that travel reimbursement if it's in case $500 and you could add it to your total hour comp hourly compensation and say now, whatever that compensation was, I can add, here's my $500 benefit, it's a $1.07. If it's $800, you would divide 800 by 468 to get that figure. It's pretty simple. So what you're looking at being able to do is really be able, this will help you compare two different companies' offers together. Maybe one's not offering any travel reimbursement. One is, but their rate is lower. You can see who really is giving you the full amount. So you can do this with about anything, if that makes sense to you. You can do the same thing divided by 520. If you are a, a, a PACU nurse, for example, or maybe you're working on an eight-hour shift hospital, OR, some of a lot of you allied folks are doing eight-hour shifts, so it's going to be less than a buck an hour. So that's why I say if someone increases that by 300 bucks, it could only be 40, 30, 40 cents that they're actually giving you that benefit for. 
but I'm telling you, your pay rate will drop by maybe 50 cents. That's the way companies work around here nowadays. It's a pretty easy formula. And I mean, as we move into more of this, this episode, I'm going to tell you guys that even things like backpacks and, and you know down vests that they might give you, all of that, if you can f- kind of decide what the value of that is, you could break that total down, amount down into the course of your assignment. What am I really getting? Is it really free? And again, it allows you to compare companies that maybe don't do any kind of swag or anything like that to you to a company that maybe does. This is going to allow you guys to be a little more powerful and realize that everything you're getting from a company, theoretically, is coming from your compensation, typically. Okay. Um, I think that's a, a great kind of formula to have you guys figure out. It's a really simple, again, I've always told you guys that travel nursing and travel allied is really arithmetic. It's not even algebra. The, the, what, the numbers we work with are so simplistic. I mean, there might be a little bit of algebra in there, but it's not. We're, we're talking about, you know, here's a $100 bill rate from a hospital. Maybe a vendor's taking 5%. So now we really are left with $95 an hour. And here's our amount that we want to keep. Our, our margin, let's say it's 26%, which most companies are. So I'll do the math with you. Let's do that together. 95 times 0.26. So we're going to keep $24.70, right? So that's what that is, which leaves $70.30 left for you and for Uncle Sam. Okay, So that's why you start looking at how much of that is going to be taxed. The more, that's, the more that is taxable, the higher the cost of that tax becomes to the company, which means the less you're going to make. It's not going to the company. It's not going to you. It's going to Uncle Sam. So that's why assignments that are in very, very high cost of living locations tend to put more money in your pocket because they're, you're allowed legally to take more tax-free. Now, you're also going to be paying a lot. There's reasons why you're taking that tax-free. Nothing is free even with the government, right? You're going to end up spending more on food, on housing, on meals, incidentals, all that kind of fun stuff. So it's supposed to work out the right way. Let's talk about housing for a second because there's another good example. I'm going to do this real quick example so that you guys can kind of get it. And again, I am from Michigan originally. I taught quickly, and especially you know when, when I've uh, had a couple of glasses of matcha tea and that sort of thing. I'm really amped up. But let's do another example with like a monthly housing so you can say what is really that hourly benefit because you can do this with anything. I want to take an $1,800 monthly tax-free housing stipend. I'm just throwing that number out randomly. The first thing you want to do is you want to take that $1,800 and you want to multiply it by the course of the assignment. You're there for three months. So take $1,800 times three or $5,400. That is now your full benefit for that housing, in this case, at an $1,800 a month, you're getting $5,400. So what does that mean? Pretty simple, guys. Divide that $5,400 by either 468 or by 520. And I wrote this down. You did the math so I didn't have to punch the calculator. At 468 hours, that comes to $11.54 hourly. That is a pretty decent benefit. In other words, you're getting, if you're getting $1,800 a month on your housing stipend in addition to your compensation, you can now take your total compensation, hourly, taxable and tax-free, and add, in this case, $11.54 to it to give you a full hourly benefit. What I'd like you guys to be able to do is come up with, here's this assignment, here's the total hourly benefit for it, here's this assignment, here's the total hourly benefit for this assignment, which allows you to compare multiple assignments with either your same company or multiple companies. Certainly, you can combine compare the same assignment that two different companies have and see who really is paying you and giving you a better overall hourly and therefore uh, assignment benefit than the other company. That's the whole point of this exercise. You can do that with anything, 
right? So not just, I mean, if someone sends you, again, $100 worth of stuff for Nurse Week, let's say, you can now take that $100 and divide it by 468 and say, this company gave me, just so you know, not very much, I'll do the math for you, 21 cents worth of stuff an hour. Again, I get it. But they, they reduced their margin or they either calculated it in by 21 cents to give you $100 worth of stuff on Nurse Week. And maybe that's only for that assignment. You could actually divide that by four times 468 to get a yearly amount. If you're only doing one thing a year, which probably means it's going to come to about five cents uh, an hour for what they did. But it's not free, guys. That's the bottom line. I hope things are making sense so far. I want to take this to another level now. One of the big things that's always driven me a little bit nuts when it comes to this is this idea, and you hear it all the time, about credentialing. Um, most companies this day and age pay for your credentialing. And this is an area where I can promise you guys more companies by far, the overwhelming majority, if not almost every company in the, in the, in the country, calculates their cost to onboard you. And they assume that cost, unfortunately, every time, whether you cost them that or not, or you're higher or lower, there is an average amount that it costs to bring somebody on board for background checks. And of course, the things that you guys may ask us to pay for on your behalf in order to get you to be able to work on this assignment. It happens every day. So I want to talk a little bit about that. There are companies that have made decisions that you have to be in charge of your own. I've seen that a lot on social media. But the norm really is, is that when you go to work for a company, they're going to take care of those things for you wink, wink, um, and you can just get those for free, and they will do that in order to make the money. Well, bullshit. It's not free. I'm telling you guys right now. I've been behind the scenes in a lot of companies. I've owned companies. I did this too. Everybody does. There is, a again, an average amount. Let's just say the average amount is $350. That includes all backgrounds, all county, drug screening, and potentially the average amount that someone says, a lot of medical, right? I need to go get my titers drawn, or I can't find my, you know, I need to go get a Hep B uh, done, or I need to get, um, uh, of course, TBs. Physicals are big ones. They want you guys want the company to pay for that. So companies, all of them, if not, I should say most of them, if not all of them, have a, have it figured out. This is what it costs on average to get someone on board, um, and then they're calculating that, and before they're calculating their margin, they have that coming out of that calculator we were talking about. And then their margin is after that. I don't know a lot of companies that calculate a 26% margin and then just offer to pay. So what they do is they have those cells in, a, again, their calculator, whatever that is, that encompasses those rates. Totally makes sense. So that's why they can say, absolutely, John, we'll go ahead and take care of your physical for you this week because they've got it covered. Guys, we're business people. That you guys have to understand this. That is not free. They're not giving you this as a benefit to you. They're getting it so that you do, in fact, go to work. But they are making sure that that is coming out of your overall. It's coming out of the bill rate, which means it's coming out of the compensation, and it is not coming out of that that agency's pocket. Almost never, right? So that makes sense. And guys, there are sometimes when you are asking for more than, let's say, three hundred fifty dollars worth of credentialing. Maybe you're, you need a new license, and that company has agreed. That if you're working for them, they will go ahead and pay for a license. So that all works out. Again, it's about the average. The thing that should kind of bother you guys or piss you off a little bit is if you are a traveler who doesn't need, maybe you've got your license all there, maybe you just started working for this, this company, you are getting dinged, if you follow me, for those that do have needs that you don't. In other words, if you don't have a lot of credentialing or onboarding expense, make no mistake, your compensation has been lowered in order to cover the people that do, if that makes sense to you. And I hope I'm saying that right. I know it 
Sounds good in my own head. But you guys are being hit with that, which means that for most of you, and I'm telling you, companies don't undershoot this. They overshoot this to make sure that they are covered, that there's not going to be something where they're looking at the end and going, man, we spent more money on our onboarding than we thought. We we're actually at a thinner margin. No way. No way. They are making sure that you guys are basically covering that and then some. Um, which kind of brings up the question, when's the last time that you guys extended somewhere? And just to kind of throw it out there, did your pay rate increase without you having to egg, you know, beg or borrow or kick or scream for it to increase? Probably not. Now, on the flip side, what I'll tell you is I can't tell you the last time a facility asked us or me or my company to redo all those expenses again. In other words, all those background checks. I mean, every once in a while I've had another drug screen, but by the way, barely ever. Every once in a while I've had someone ask for a new physical or maybe there's been some one or two pieces that if, if the vendor's real solid and really good and has their act together or the facility does, they will notice some things that might expire. Like let's say a physical. Maybe you got by with one that was maybe 10 months old. You started your assignment and it's going to expire during the course of the assignment. That's a pretty common thing. If they catch it, they may have you do that, right? But what's weird is that those costs are still usually by most companies set at that, in my example, $350 every assignment, which means you're basically still paying for it whether you get it or not. And I've mentioned this to a lot of travelers recently, I'm like, does your company show you what their actual cost is and is it transparent enough? And then when you don't, they don't have those costs, are you guys getting that handed to you or are they just kind of keeping that? And again, I hate to be the whistleblower. I seem like a dink all the time because I'm basically calling out my competitors on what they're not doing. This is kind of customer service 101. Nobody wants you to know the full picture, which means in order for you to know this stuff, you'd have to be able to see the company's margin, which means you'd have to actually see the bill rate. You'd have to be able to figure that all out, which I've told you guys how to do. But there's reasons why these companies do not want you to know this stuff. And it's not because the contract with them and the vendor, or the, sorry, the contract with them and the hospital uh, for, forbids that. It just doesn't. I've never signed a contract that says, by the way, don't tell your traveler what the bill rate is. I've never seen that. So for agencies to be telling their travelers that's because we can't share that information, bullshit. It's not. I've never seen that. Maybe it's coming. Maybe I just haven't signed those contracts, to be fair. But I've never seen that. So um, credentialing is one of those areas that I'm telling you guys, you're getting hit and then some almost every single time. And I'm playing around with an idea that would actually blow the doors on that with my current company, but I don't think a lot of other companies are. If you are with another company, you should go to your people and talk about actually providing transparency with the credentialing piece because I think you'd have some happier travelers. It's not fair. If you cost more, you should get less benefit. In other words, if you asked me to take care of you know, a license and you had all your amazations, to me that wouldn't be fair for me to do that for you and, and not have your rate lowered accordingly and then hit somebody else with it. I think it should be, if you're asking for that benefit, it should come out of your compensation. It's fair. I don't think you guys would complain about that. But what I don't like is, you're getting something maybe this time, you're not getting it the next three or four times, and it's just one big hit, so it just all goes to the company, which is really, at the end of the day, it is another profit center. I'm telling you guys, whether you believe me or not, companies out there have this padded to make sure they don't lose money, which means at the end of the year, there's a little bit of profit built in. Hopefully not much. I'm not trying to say it's a huge profit center, but I'm telling you, it's not a loss. It's not a loss for most companies, and, and um, I'm just being very blunt with you guys. Um, I want to talk a little bit about swag, and I always say that word wrong, I mispronounce that. I don't think there's an H anywhere in there, but that's just the way I do it. Um, 
this is an area that I think there are some big companies, I want to be fair to them, that swag itself could come from the bottom line. In other words, if a company is making so damn much money on you guys that they have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, any budget set aside that's above and beyond their marketing, above and beyond their salary increases, and they can pull that out. I do believe there's some companies that are making a decision that they're going to reinvest some of that money to make you guys feel happy and good. And they are going to do some things that I'm going to talk about. There are a number of companies that do that. I do want you to also hear, though, I may not say this again, that there's a ton of companies that don't. There's a ton of companies that incorporate, I don't care if it's a buck an hour, 50 cents, a couple dollars, you name it. There are things that are built in to those margin calculators that allow them to give you things for, quote unquote, for free. Um, so let's talk about some of those things. And Schwag's one of them. Um, it's a lot like, I guess, the rest of the things we're going to talk about. It is something that the idea, obviously, is to give you something that makes you feel like you're getting something really great from your company. And the fact is, I've, I already told you in a few minutes ago, most of this expense of this stuff is really tiny for a company. If you buy this stuff in bulk, I don't care if we're talking about something as simple as pens or lanyards or you know lights to be able to see for those night nurses that are trying not to disturb your patient, um, or something more you know more significant, like they're going to, you know who knows what, give you some you know huge expensive luggage or duffel bag or whatever. It really is pretty cost-effective for us companies to buy this stuff. And, of course, the thing that always drives me nuts, if you know me at all or listen to anything I've said, is I hate the fact that the first thing that happens is they slap their name and their logo and their colors and their website and their phone number all over that swag so that other people will say, hey, I see you're working for XYZ company, and I want to go work for them too. And what's their number? Oh, it's right here on my lanyard or on my scrubs or whatever it is that I've been given from that company. I, I just I think it's kind of like, eh, whatever. But people do like it. You, some of you guys do like it. You have no problem with that. I, it's fine, but it is what it is, right? You guys are, it is done by design to help you promote the company. Smartly, wisely, I get it. If you, as long as you guys kind of think about that and you're okay with it, that's okay with me too. I mean, it really is. If, you, if you're proud of your company, you like your company, why not, right? It doesn't really matter. Um, but I just want you to realize that there's a another benefit for them. It's not just about here's something for free. I don't like the fact that, Again, it's kind of like the recruiter making commission off of you. There's another little hidden avenue, a little wrinkle to this that is also we're going to benefit from us giving this traveler this swag or this this item because it could mean more revenue. And if we got one more traveler, we're going to make thousands of dollars on just one assignment. It's absolutely worth it for us to spend a few thousand dollars to get more revenue. I mean, it's 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 just smart marketing. I'm not going to blame these these uh, these other companies. I've done it too, so it's not like it's you know it's uh, unique to them. I'm just being honest and telling you guys that there's a great benefit to us to have you guys walking around with our company all over it, so people can go to work for us. Especially if we are, by the way, doing a good job for you. If we're doing well by you then you are going to, in fact, want to promote. And I also don't see anything wrong with that as well, right? Um, this whole thing goes along with the same concept of, like I said earlier, pizzas, nurse week, meet and greets, you know, happy hours, that kind of stuff, you name it. When people go to conventions, again, most companies probably pull this from their bottom line, which does not affect your compensation. But the idea is that they have to be making enough capital, enough cash on the volume of travelers that they can afford to, what I would say, reinvest it in their brand and their marketing and their image in order to have more people go to work for them. It's smart. I mean, this is what they do. But I don't know if I would necessarily consider it free because what it is is that their margins are typically at that 26%. This is really where I want to go with this. I am telling you it's coming from the bottom line 
but some companies set their margins so high so that their bottom line is bigger. I mean, if that does that make sense? I hope it does. The idea of having a 26% margin is allows you either to put it in your pocket as an owner or a corporation or one that has shareholders, or you could actually reinvest it, but you've got the money there, which is, again, why some of these margins are big. They'll say we have to do it, but the idea is they're going to reinvest it and do things that are part of their brand, part of their marketing, part of their strategy that's going to allow them to have more money, and they are, in fact, that is coming from your pocket. So, again, in a roundabout way, where I'm going with this is that that's not really free either. That's why companies that are paying 50 bucks, even $25 less than another company, they're holding out of that money and then maybe they, yeah, but they, they have meet and greets and I went to a convention and they were doing this and doing that. Well, that's because they have the money because they've been getting it from every traveler more than this other company that even a little bit of dollars, guys, you start multiplying that by 500, 800 nurses, you name it, it adds up really, really quickly. I mean, I'll just, let's just say 50 cents, right? 50 cents times 36 hours is only 18 bucks a week. And let's just do the math. Let's do by 52 weeks. We're talking about only $936 on 50 cent difference per hour. But if you had 800 travelers, oops, I did that right, 56, right? Let me do that. I, I just screwed up the whole math live on camera, so now I got to do it all over again. 0.5 times 36 times uh, 52 is 936 times 800. We're talking about $750,000 on 800 travelers. So again, a company that's paying 50 cents less an hour or only 18 bucks a week, that just seems so insignificant. And most travelers aren't going to bat an eye over an $18 gross difference. But if you had, if you're a company that has 800 travelers, and that's pretty average, you're talking about you know, three quarters of a million dollars in disposable, not disposable, but in bottom line revenue. It's that, I mean, it's the top line that, that I would imagine would completely transfer right down to the bottom line. In other words, it is a, it is a, gr a gross profit, which again, you're going to pull that right down. What are you going to spend out of that? And maybe there is some expenditures going on at three quarters of a million dollars that will in fact drop down to the net profit at the end of the day. But a 50 cent difference between company A and company B that has 800 travelers is three quarters of a million dollars in revenue just on a 36-hour work week alone, let alone an hour and a half or getting closer to overtime, you name it. This is big, big bucks, guys. And that's why I'm telling you, little itty-bitty differences makes huge differences for company, for companies. Um, it should make huge differences for you. I could do the same math. I mean, for you guys, 50 cents an hour times 36 hours doesn't seem like a lot of big, a big deal. Again, I said 0.5. I did this all wrong times 36. You're talking about 18 bucks a week times, let's just say 52. We're only talking about you know $1,000, but do you want to walk away from $1,000? That $18 a week becomes a grand or close to a grand, 936 bucks, just on working 36 hours by choosing company A or choosing company B. So that 50 cents an hour is significant, let alone a dollar fifty-two, three, four dollars an hour. It's humongous, and you guys have to recognize that most of you guys do. If you haven't listened to more episodes and watched more episodes, you will very quickly, right? Here's the bottom line with this one, guys. And again, I'm going back to my catchphrases: bottom lines. And at the end of the day, nothing in our industry, in my opinion, really is free. Even if a company is pulling it from their profit, they're still using their margins that are usually thicker in order to have that revenue to be able to give you things for free. And it's just kind of a weird, I guess, I don't know, smoke and mirror that I've, I've never been able to, that I've disliked in our industry forever. 
And I just think it's it's good to talk about it so you guys get it. Companies can still do their things. It's smart. I'm not. I'm. I, I've done it, guys. I still will do it. I mean, I still want people walking around with my company stuff on there. I mean, absolutely. For those nurses that want to do that, I'm going to give it to them all day long. I, I mean, I'd be dumb not to. But I just wanted to openly talk about, I guess the the benefit to companies and certainly the benefit to you and how actually, in my opinion, it's very little benefit to you guys. And I want you guys to start recognizing it so that, in fact. What you guys really are doing is looking at a company that's going to pay the most money. Because at the end of the day, I think that's important. I just had a conversation a little while ago with another traveler. We talked about it's one thing to accept an assignment at a different location because it pays more. But when you're dealing with five or six different companies at the exact same assignment, the exact same location, there is no reason, in my opinion, why you would ever choose a company that pays you the least amount of money. It would be, and I've used this example before, like having a certain model and make of a car that you are interested in buying and deciding purposely that you're going to go across town and pay more for that car, whether it be your payment or the total price, because you just feel like you want to because you like the, the salesperson better. It makes no sense, and the same thing applies to our industry. I understand comparing different assignments. That's what I want you guys to do. But when it comes down to it, I'm just telling you, may the best man win. Um, as far as who's going to pay you the most. And this kind of episode allows you to look at everything that company does, put it into an hourly rate, and you really could sit there with a pen and paper and be able to say, here's what this company's offering for this assignment, and now here's what this one, based upon the offer I'm seeing by putting everything into an hourly rate. And you can look and say, this is a $60 hourly rate, this one's a $58 hourly rate, whatever it is. I'm just using examples. I'm going with the one that's paying me 60 bucks an hour. It makes a difference to me, right? Um, you got to know... The company's margin, which is again, when people start talking about, oh, I don't, I don't think I need to know the company's margin. I keep saying, baloney, you do, you have to. More and more companies are trying to get away or are getting away with telling you that they cannot tell you what that is. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'll tell you all day long. And I think there's a lot of other companies, hopefully, that will do the same thing. If some of us start telling you guys with the bill rate, other people will have no choice. Next thing you know, this is how we change the industry, right, guys? People have to start being able to tell you what the hospital is able to build, which allows you to let you know what we're making. And I'm telling you, no one wants me. This is why I'm getting enemies out there. No one wants me to tell you that, but I think it's time, right, that people start to know what exactly are you guys making and why. It's okay for a company to pay you less money as long as there's a justification by it. Maybe they, you know, again, they've got great insurance. Maybe they, their recruiter is so flipping great that it's worth it to you. Maybe they've got more locations so they can, you know, maybe who knows what it can be. But you guys get to make that decision. So it's okay. I mean, if you choose a company that's paying less, there's, I hope there's a reason why you would choose that. Um, but you have, to, you have to know that. Last thing I want to throw out there, and this will surprise a few of you, is that there are companies, especially smaller ones or small thinking ones, that actually incorporate other things into their margin calculators so that they are using these expenses, much like the credentialing piece, before they calculate their margins. And I have seen companies, and I'm gonna share this with you, and I mentioned it on the other version that you'll either hear before or after this, or you know, if you're if you're listening, if you're watching, this is it. Um, but it is the fact that some of them I've seen companies incorporate the salaries for credentialing people. They've thrown that in there. Why not, man? It's not it's an operating expense, by the way. They have that regardless, but they are gonna throw that in and and divide it by the number of travelers that they average a year and hit each traveler with a little portion of that person's salary. Is it right? No, it's wrong. But I can tell you, I've seen it firsthand, companies that do that. Some companies that are small, if they actually incorporate the cost of their borrowing of their money, in other words, if they're paying 6 or 7% interest from their bank, they throw that into their margins before they um, 
calculate it. The bigger companies don't borrow money. If they do, they're, they're, they're paying themselves typically for it. They're borrowing for themselves and giving themselves an interest rate. But most companies don't do that. But I have seen some companies that even do that. And that's why it's important for you guys to be able to compare. You don't need to know whether or not you're, they're doing this sort of thing. And you won't even know if they're doing this thing. But if you know the bill rate and then you can see what they're paying, you can take some guesses on, on how it's becoming that way. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't care. It's the fact is that they're paying me less because of all these mistakes they're making and all these charges they're hitting onto me, which means I'm not going to choose to work with them because there's another company that's paying me more. And that's the, that's the end of the day, how it works. Guys, nothing in our industry, in my opinion, is free. The hospitals have always said are the ones that generate the revenue in our industry. They're the ones that make all the rules, unfortunately, whether we like it or not. They're the ones that typically set the bill rate based upon, again, great experience and supply and demand, what they've typically had to pay previously. So they're the ones that are setting that bill rate. Vendors get involved, and they are involved, and they have their own fees that, that reduce that rate that's given to us agencies. But after that, it's how much are we keeping and how much are we going to pay to you based upon taxable and then tax-free, which then incorporates the taxes we're paying on it that's left over. And that's all there is to it. It's simple. But I will here, be here to tell you guys that truly, next time your company's throwing things out, like, oh, we're going to give you this, and we'll take, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of that. They've already got it incorporated in there, in their cost. They're doing it easily and without any question because you've already paid for it, whether you're getting the benefit or not. And that's really what it comes down to. This is the kind of part of the stuff I should say I don't really care about in our industry. I think it's what makes the industry kind of ugly. And I can't do much about it except for change what, what I'm doing. And I hope other people will follow suit. But what you guys can do is you can demand more from your company and ask these kind of seemingly innocent questions and see what the reactions are. And you'll it'll tell you all you really need to know. So as always, guys, I appreciate it. Really, uh, thanks for letting me get through this first one uh, uh, solo. It's been kind of tough, but hopefully I did okay. Um, again, like, subscribe, hit the bell on our YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe to our stuff on Travel Insiders. We're getting a lot of great stuff coming up um, on not only this channel, but also on our, our podcast as well. So great things coming. As always, guys, I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time on Travel Insiders. Mention that? No, you, well, I turned, I got the echo drive, but we'll oh. keep going with the, with the opening riff. Okay. Hey, everybody. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did that on purpose. Oh, God. <laughs> it's already going to be a relatively long one, right? <laughs> It is. I'm sorry. This is a very serious topic. 
here on Travel Nurse Insiders with Mark Holloway and Ann Hubert. I would have reversed that if I were you. I was like, oh, Ann Hubert, joined by Mark Holloway, my sidekick. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I, right. just, I, I put us on equal play. Oh, I love this topic. It's our, it's our topic of choice. It is. Are you surprised it took me 21 episodes to get to this one? Well, no, I'm not. I wanted this one to, I mean, this is the, this series is what I think put us on the map, if you will. It is. It's also kind of nuts and bolts, travel nursing 101, things you also, just should know. But so many people don't know. Well, it's, I guess it should be that you should, it's one thing, and that is that nothing is free, right? That's right. the name of this podcast. And it's, it's a, it's, it's the, it's the concept that nothing really is free in this business because mm-hmm. it, it isn't. Mm-mm. If I'm a traveler, what I care about is what is my compensation for choosing this assignment and what is entailed in that compensation? In other words, all the things that my company is offering me, I should be able to translate and to move into literally an hourly benefit mm-hmm. or an hourly cost. Mm-hmm. So that I can, in fact, evaluate, not evaluate, but evaluate that assignment. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, and I, I love it when it's the same assignment with two different companies, that makes life easy, right? Mm-hmm. But also, if you're considering a couple of different assignments from one agency or many different agencies, you know, what, what's, how do I compare, how do I do a Ben Franklin, which is the pros and cons of each assignment, if I don't know the quintessential part of the, 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 the Ben Franklin, and that's how much does this thing pay? Mm-hmm. So how can you judge the value of a location if you don't know that big variable? It's a big deal. And what, I, what I don't deal. like about our industry is that to, by design, agencies and companies don't talk about the things that they give, and I've got my fingers in quotations, the traveler, as if they're, it's coming out of somewhere. They make it feel like this is free. Mm-hmm. And it drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. And anybody who are my friends and my non-friends that are my counterparts out there, and I have both. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, it still drives them nuts about me. I'm like, well, why? And the answer really behind closed doors is because you're telling everybody that nothing is free. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. The, why don't you tell them that nothing is free? Well, why the, do you make it sound like what you're doing is some great benefit when you're, when you're it's not? Or no. it, it isn't. A benefit at all, it is a benefit that has a cost associated with it. When you pay for someone's ACLS, mm-hmm. you're not paying for it. No. You're taking it back, and yep. sometimes, and then some. Uh, most often. So just be honest about it. That's all I'm saying. I and mean, everyone yep. wants to paint me in the industry as some, you know, bad guy that I'm out there. I'm Exposing not. Exposing all I'm, of the well, trade just, secrets. Which it's not even are. secrets. It's just things that travelers don't know or talk about. Their agency certainly isn't going to. I think real savvy, smart travelers that, that have decided to fix their attention on the financial aspects of traveling, which I urge every one of you out there to do, mm-hmm. understand that, you know what, he's right, nothing is free. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right in. Well, slowly. Slowly? Why? Because you go quick. <laughs> you love this subject, you love numbers, and you go fast. All right, so let's go slowly through something that's very important. I know some of you are driving, mm-hmm. some of you are, you know, but I want you to really think and hear about hear this, this formula. It's not even a formula, it's just an equation. It's really simple. <laughs> Everything that us agencies do 
is based upon a certain amount of expected minimum hours a traveler works, mm -hmm. which is really simple. It's either 36 hours a week times 13 weeks, or it's 40 hours a week times 13 weeks, or if it's an eight hour assignment, it's 40 hours a week times eight weeks, whatever that formula is, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an actual number. And I want everyone out there to understand that when you're pitching a pay rate or a compensation package, it's based upon that. That's the first thing that an agency has to know. How many hours are we going to get for sure? Mm -hmm. Now, the secret I'll tell you, and we'll talk about it in more other episodes, is anything above and beyond that total figure is bonus for the agency. It is more money for uh, a traveler. It's more hours worked for a hospital, so everyone kind of wins. Mm -hmm. But it is all based upon that figure. So those two figures typically, 36 hours a week times 13 weeks is 468. So that, for those of you that work 12-hour shifts, that 468 is your number. And I want you to memorize that number and use it for everything. Every time from now on a knucklehead recruiter is going to tell you about something they're doing, I'm going to teach you how to turn that into an hourly benefit or an hourly cost. And it's really simple. Mm -hmm. For PACU, OR nurses, or anybody that's in, in, you know, in California working on eight-hour shifts, a lot of LPNs are on that, mm -hmm. a lot of allied professionals work on eight-hour shifts, all of you guys, it's 13 weeks times 40, which is 520. Mm -hmm. That's your magic number. Have it burn into your, into your brain, right? You're going right. to use that figure for everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that, that go back and forth and do both types, that's going to be your deal, right? Right. So what do I mean by that? When somebody says to you, we're going to pay you $500 travel, mm -hmm. you can instantly say, okay, I'm a 13, I'm sorry, I'm a 36 hour a week person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take $500 and divide it over the course of the entire number of hours I'm working on the assignment, which is 468. Mm -hmm. So if I take 500 divided by 468, mm -hmm. it's $1.07. You didn't know I'd know that off the top of my head. I was a little <laughs> impressed. I was quickly pulling up the calculator. But I thinking I wasn't prepared. Well, I, no, I just, I, we've so, done this so many so times. So what I'm, I'm saying sure is that when someone says, okay, this job pays $30 an hour and da, 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 and they add that in, you can say, all right, there's another $1.07 an hour benefit on this particular assignment from this particular company. So if I'm, let's just say they're saying 30 bucks an hour, and that's all we have so far, mm -hmm. plus $500 travel, in my head or on my piece of paper, I'm writing down 30 and a dollar seven because I've done the math. So now I'm at a 3107 total benefit for this package mm -hmm. so far. Right. Right. So everything works that way. You can take anything they're giving you or anything that, I don't, I mean, literally, so housing, it's really simple. I'm not going to do, I won't do the math on this one. You can pull your calculator out since I won't be prepared. But let's let's do one together, right? So pull up your calculator. Let's say someone's going to give you, I don't know, $1,800 a month for your housing tax-free stipend. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is you can't just do that divided by four weeks because that's there's more than four weeks in, an, in any calendar month. So do it the real perfect way. And I want everyone to really, I'm trying to go slow. He is. Yep. Take 1,800 times three months, because you're going to get that. That's all you're going to get, right? You're not getting it week. Well, you are getting it weekly, but there's what they're going to give you. And then divide that by 13 weeks to give you a total amount per week. And you see it comes to $415.38 a month. Now, that's the different formula. That is, that's just to find out how much you're really going to get weekly. Weekly, yep. Okay, so now go back, take 18 again. Let's, let's take it down to an hourly rate. 1,800 mm -hmm. times three is $5,400. Mm -hmm. 
Now divide that, let's just say I'm, on, I'm a 12-hour shift person, mm -hmm. divide that by 468, which is how much is this going to really be a benefit for you for an hour? It's $11.54 an hour. Mm -hmm. So on my little piece of paper, I've got 30 bucks an hour, I've got my $1.07, and now I have an additional $11.54 per hour that is a benefit to me. So now I'm starting to get a total compensation for this particular assignment. Mm -hmm. Now it gets a little confusing. Now they're confusing, but it's a little, little, little trickier. Mm -hmm. Now someone says, <clears throat> we pay for your credentialing. Mm -hmm. This is where you have to start doing some estimate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, what do, you, what do you have on this assignment that needs to be credentialed? You already have your ACLS, you've got your license, so all they're really talking about, maybe you're lucky, and all they're really talking about is just some background checks and maybe uh, you know, a state check. Uh, you might have to do a, a drug screen, that sort of thing. So we're not talking about a lot of money. Mm -hmm. This is where a traveler's gonna have to kind of learn what the, you know, what the costs are, but on a very basic, non, we're not really doing anything but just doing our, our background and checking your licenses and doing our criminal background stuff for you. You're, you're talking about probably less than $200. Mm -hmm. Let's just say 200 bucks, including a drug screen, right? Mm -hmm. So we can do the math simple now, and I think everyone's following me along. You take $200 and you divide that by 468. I can't this one in my head. It's 43 cents, mm -hmm. right? Per hour is what they gave you. But here's where, what I'm trying to get at with the Nothing is Free episode. Many companies will justify a dollar an hour difference from company Z, who's maybe not taking care of your background or charging you, I don't know how most companies don't do that, and they're saying, well, we take care of your credentialing for you. Well, I just showed you that this was a 43 cent, what did I say? 43. 43 cent benefit, but they're gonna, they're a dollar less an hour than company, you know, the next company. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Right. I would choose the other company and say, I'll mm -hmm. take care of my own stuff, right? Now, that's a bad example, but there are companies out there that talk about swag. Mm -hmm. Right, we we you know I I'm I'm not a fan of swag. I think it's it's just I don't know. I've never liked to collect crap from other companies with their logos and stuff all <laughs> over. Right, I mean if someone throws a pen on my desk and I get those all the time, they just mail them to you because they want you to order some mm -hmm. swag for your nurses. I'll use the pen, mm -hmm. but I don't walk around with other with companies' T-shirts and and things like that. This is my thing. But some people don't mind that. They want the T-shirt. They want the, you know the, mm -hmm. the lanyard. They want the down vest that they get or whatever it is, the luggage, I mean, you name it, right? But what I hate about it is all these companies throw, I mean, if you, it's one thing to give a nurse, you know, a down vest, but it, putting your name on it, mm -hmm. I think totally takes it from being something nice and here's a gift to, hey, would you walk around and advertise our company for us? Yeah, it's but, a little disingenuous, <clears throat> but I guess it's... Well, this is where you have to try to basically put a value onto something, right? Yeah. Kind of like the, the credentialing. If you think this vest is worth a hundred bucks, and you get one a year, then then again, take that $100 and say, I got this benefit, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna divide that by 468 you know, hours. So mm -hmm. you can you know, so do that, four out, you know, it's pretty, that one's pretty easy. You take 100 divided by 468, everyone else is out there you know, trying to do it, 21 cents. So you just got a 21 cent benefit. But here's what's so wild about it, is that I have travelers come up to me and say, I know that you know these companies pay more, your company pays more, but I get a down vest and I get my credentialing paid for. And I'm trying to explain to folks that there isn't always the financial hourly benefit that you guys think there is. You put this thing in your head because people like free shit. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fact. Buy one, get one free, or buy three, get one free at grocery stores work from a marketing standpoint because we're human and we go, hey, we're getting some for free. 
So we may have to buy five things to help them remove their inventory off to get a, you know, get the, the, the six box of Rice Krispies for free, and we do it all day long, and it might not even be at a discounted rate. Mm -hmm. That's just human nature. <laughs> it is. We yeah. think we're getting stuff for free, and they like that. So yeah. there are companies out there that get a lot of mileage over giving you free crap. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just swag. I'm talking about well, when we're in town, we're all flying out to, you know, some... Of course, we're going to take a company trip to Vegas, but if we're in Vegas, we're going to take you and all of our, our travelers that are in Vegas to a cocktail party. Mm -hmm. And they might spend $1,000. Or more. Okay, they, <laughs> might, spend, they might spend $10,000, mm -hmm. but there's 50 of you there or 25 of you there. Mm -hmm. So and then you just got to do that math in your head. All right, how much does that cost me? How much does that cost me over the course of a 468-hour assignment? And at the end of the day, it may be a couple bucks an hour, but they're... The point of the, of the nothing is free is that you're paying for this. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing out there, what I've seen for 20 years, is nurses forget about the financial part of this and all they think about is what am I getting for my company? And yeah. it comes to, I'm talking about this kind of stuff, you know, the, the free things, the, the fanny packs, the, 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 the pizza that they're going to buy your whole floor on once a year on your birthday that costs them a couple hundred dollars, but they've literally been getting you, and we'll go into some numbers, for a huge amount of money all year. I think the one that bothers me the most that I, you went kind of quickly over is the credentialing issue because really, let's let's say you're let's yeah. let's just say you have to do more than just the regular bare minimum. Well, thanks for backing me up, because you're right. Let's talk about this. Because that's one that gets me. Because you end up credentialing. You're paying for a couple other people's credentialing as well. Really. If what you does think that mean? About it. Well, let's. So what do you mean? let's just randomly round stuff up, right? So Mark's already got us to a package of $200 with background checks and drug screen. Just stuff that has nothing to do with you, but they have to do it, right? Right. So then let's say we have to, It's God, it's that time of year, and I've got to renew my BLS, ACLS, and PALS. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so what? We're probably looking at, we said 200 bucks each. Sure. Right? So we're looking at 600 there, right? So what are what's that, $800? 800 bucks. And then, oh, immunizations. We forgot about that, right? So that's another couple hundred bucks, maybe if you get a TB or something like that. Okay. Right? Sure. Okay, so let's just leave it at nine. Okay. Okay, so nine. Oh. So $900. Yeah, divided by 468. That's $192. No, that's. I'm sorry, $1.92. <laughs> it's a big deal. Less than two bucks. <laughs> yeah. An hour. Right. An hour. An hour. Over the course of your whole assignment. That's a two, almost a two, it's a $1.92 benefit that the company paid for you that you should be tacking on to your compensation to get a true mm -hmm. amount. Yeah. Okay, so let's say your next assignment, you don't need all that crazy stuff. Right, you won't, right? Right. For another year or two. Right, so they're padding in all of that money that everybody So the part you missed was that maybe they maybe they are $2 less an hour, right? So you're losing oh, well, yeah. 8 cents an hour. Sure. So you think but it's no big deal. What you're getting right. at is that the other 3 assignments a year or literally perhaps exactly. the other 7 assignments that occur of a 2-year right. period. But you don't need that. You don't much. need that. You're getting screwed out of $2 an hour. Now right. here's the other math that I want to go into everybody and listen to this very carefully. And that is if you take a $2 an hour le less amount of money from one company over the other, mm -hmm. it's 468 mm -hmm. times two. We're talking about over, you know, over 900 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's $936 mm -hmm. just on a bare minimum of 36, right? So 
Okay, all I'm saying is that you basically are choosing a company that's gonna pay you $936 an hour less on one assignment the other company, but they just gave you a $900 benefit. We already established this, right? Right. But they're getting you for that every single, single assignment. Time. Exactly. So now take that divided and multiplied by four, and you come up with three thousand seven hundred and forty-four dollars. Right. That you because you but I love my company. And they pay for everything. They well they don't they pay for it a little here and there I right know. but they make they, they create the illusion that they're getting this great benefit <laughs> for free, mm -hmm. but they just got you for a minimum of thirty-seven forty-four an assignment and that could also be multiplied by two because maybe you don't need to do it here and what, right. your point being is that. A lot of nurses don't need this, so they're getting every nurse yep, for exactly. two bucks an hour. Exactly. And it doesn't seem like a lot of money. No, but... But if I'm out there, what I'm trying to get you guys to understand is that every assignment you should be able to do this with. Mm -hmm. And if somebody gives you something once a year or does something for you once a year, I mean, it's, it's, it's housing stipend. It's every single thing on your assignment you can translate to an hourly benefit. Mm -hmm. And then you can really compare two different companies that have the same job or just multiple assignments and say, okay, this one's, this one's total compensation is 48 bucks an hour. This one's 47, but I really want to go to the 47 one, but it doesn't matter. Now you've got, now you have good information to base your decision on that right. might have more to do with location or distance or right. anything like that. It's all relative. Yeah. So. It, it, it gets a little nuts. It, I very Yeah, quick. But I hope everyone kind of heard this and realizes that if you were to use this every single time you are looking for a new assignment, you just gained power. Yeah. Because most of you don't gain this power. You don't ask for this power. You don't have it. And so you walk into an assignment, doop -a doo what's the pay? And that's all you think about. Do the voice. Well, I don't know what it's paying, but I sure would like. I want to go to the. I, I want like to go to the gross. It's it's relative, and I wish people would do that. If you guys all did this, you would start to hold travel agencies accountable. Exactly. And when people tell me, well, the pay, the price, and the bill rate, I'm sorry, the pay rate doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It matters a lot when you're looking at. I mean, what else matters? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I get you think your recruiter is the cat's meow. Mm-hmm. And that's Bees, wonderful, knees. but seriously, you're talking about you know a huge amount of money on just two bucks. Let alone the companies that you know we we're doing a whole thing on margins. We've done that, but that do four, or five dollars an hour difference. Mm -hmm. It's significant. I can show people how you know margins and a couple five bucks an hour <laughs> yeah. over the course of an entire year is like fifteen grand. Mm -hmm. You gotta have. I mean, what are the, what are they possibly doing for you that is worth f over a thousand dollars disposable income out of your pocket, a thousand dollars every month? I, mean, I know what they're doing with it. They're buying second houses. They're they're giving bonuses out. Or they're, they're paying for cocktail hours yeah, and pizzas and, then and some. coats. Taking their whole staff to Jamaica and mm -hmm. down to. And where, paying I mean, for your credentialing and. What I'm getting at is, I just. I wish more travelers would say, I, you know what, what's really, I, you have your reasons for traveling. Don't lose sight of those. But when it comes yep. to money, yep. you got to, I want someone to, to dare to tell me that money doesn't matter anymore, right? I and I'm talking about, it wasn't nurses that did, well, it was a travel nurse, but it was people that were, that were trying to say, well, I've done some research. And the truth is, you know, I, we just find that money is, you know, bill rates aren't that important. And what, a, what, a, what an agency's paying is their own business, their own margins are that. Bullshit. <laughs> it is not. Mm -mm. 
There, I just want someone out there to tell me why you would, I mean, I guess if you hated one company, right, or had sure. a bad experience, but if, if all things being equal, you don't know any about these companies, why would you choose to give a company that their total benefit is two bucks less an hour or 72 bucks a week less an hour than another company with the same flipping job? So I hope you guys get this. Now you have this formula. You guys know this formula. This is not even algebra. It's arithmetic. Be your own financial advisor. Well, I'm just saying, put value onto everything, mm -hmm. right? Now you've got a total compensation. Now you can judge the, the intangibles, you right? Got, how yeah. much you like your company, how many jobs they have, whether you're in a bird or bridge with them, what the location is, how far away it is from home, if you've had a good experience, if someone you know likes or dislikes that assignment that you've mm -hmm. heard on social media. Then the rest of the stuff can come into play once you have a foundation for truly basing that assignment on, right. which in my opinion should be compensation. Uh-huh. I agree. You guys have to start making us pay you more. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. I know you're not. I've watched this industry go to how do we figure out how to get more nurses out of the how to uh, cheat them. get more money out of the nurses' pockets or how to keep more money in ours. That's the truth, guys. Mm -hmm. Freaking wake up to it. That is what is going on right now. Not on this podcast, but everywhere else in boardrooms and in meeting areas and at, at bars after after hours. Everyone's trying to figure out how to keep money out of your pocket and keep it in theirs. How to cheat the traveler. Without them knowing it. And by the way, and making them think we're great at the same time. That is what cheating is. Is that right? Well, when you go to cheat on a test, you don't want anyone to know no. you're cheating. Well, here's the thing that I also <laughs> want to, I'm going to I've got a few more things I want to talk about. And one of them is there are companies out there that, and I, this is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. You can trust me or not, but I know this for a fact. There are companies out there that charge that calculate other things into their margins. Mm -hmm. The truth, there are companies that will charge the cost of their own money. If, they're, if they have a line of credit, mm -hmm. they will like, well, we can't, you know, we would, it's, it's, a, it's a cost of goods sold. We wouldn't have that expense if we weren't borrowing that money, so we're gonna plug that in, and we're actually gonna charge every single nurse X amount of, of this, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. our, X amount of our percentage based upon what we have, on the cost of our money that we're borrowing from a bank. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's true. I know it's true. I'm only laughing because I know it's true and it's shocking. It blows me away. I've had companies that I know. It's unfortunate. No one's going to like this, but I've told you guys, this is one of those moments where I'm going to tell you everything. Mm -hmm. I've had CEOs look me in the eye and say they actually take the salaries of some of the credentialers and some of the people that handle payroll the and put it into board. their margins, which means... They're lowering the money they're giving to nurse in order to compensate for what is truly an operating expense, which is right. a bottom line number, not a top line cost of good number. I know it costs a good sold number. Right. It should have nothing to do with what you pay a nurse. Right. If you can't afford that, get more nurses, and your <laughs> pro, your net pro, your sorry, your gross profit goes to pay for your operating expenses. Right. Exactly. You want to give yourself a raise as a CEO, get more freaking nurses on board. Right. You want to have another person with credential, you better get more nurses on board. Right. But some people don't do that. They say, let's just carve out some money to pay for some stuff, including yeah. marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. Not everybody. I'm guys. I'm not saying every company does this. No. I actually think very few do. Mm -hmm. But there are companies that do this. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. You don't you shouldn't care if you're listening to this podcast whether your company does or not. What you should be able to do is say, I can get two quotes from two different companies with the same freaking job, and now I can decide which company is paying more. Because it does count. And I'm gonna multiply that 
on a calculator <laughs> over 13 weeks and over four, you know, what if you stay for six months, mm -hmm. typical, mm -hmm. and then what, what happens every time I work with this company? And you're going to eliminate some really bad companies out there. Mm -hmm. And they're using this money to pay for their vice presidents walking around mm -hmm. and cocktail hours and, you know, taking family vacations, right? You can compare two different agencies for the same job. You can compare a whole bunch of companies with different jobs. You actually have the foundation now to go out there because nothing is free. Nope. This is one of the most important habits that a traveler can get into. And I it urge is. every one of you guys to go back, listen to this thing a couple of times. Yep. Share this yep. to your friends in direct messages. Any podcast that we have that you think is of value, it. Share, anyway. it, share it, share it, share it, share it, share yeah. it. I, I have not promoted any company. No. I have said this is a way to compare companies yep. without any bias, which means any company that I'm a CEO of would be included in that. Yeah. You're holding me accountable as well. I don't know why you wouldn't scream this from the top of a hospital roof. Right? You can also you can also instant message us via Facebook too. Absolutely. And any of us will talk to you about that. Well, I mean, I hope that you share this because my thing is that the more travelers that understand this, mm -hmm the more some of these crappy agencies are going to just somehow magically disappear. Yeah. I believe in my heart of hearts that travelers should make more money. Yep. That the pie, as we've talked about, should start to get, the sliver should start to get a little smaller. They've been getting a little greedy lately from mm -hmm. everybody but the nurse. Yep. It should go to the nurse and the traveler and the allied professional because guess what? Hospitals get fulfillment and people will stay in this industry longer. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening out there. So, no. And by the way, there's some companies that do this. I mean, you're going to see huge differences sometimes yeah. between company A and company Z. And again, if you've got a little itty-bitty company that you don't trust and hasn't been around for like six months or whatever, and you've got a big company, that, at least you can now say, I think I'm going to go with the big company. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them all this money, but I don't feel, you know, there's, I don't feel secure going with this company, maybe. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it's a foundation. Right. It's the most important habit. This is one of those really, I hope there was an aha moment for some people out there. If you were confused, go back. I think I did all the math right. Mm -hmm. Go back and re-listen to this again. Share it with some friends. Talk about it. Yep. You know, and this should be a, uh, I guess, a catalyst to move the industry into a better direction. Yeah, the more people that know how to do this. Or, I mean, how many times as a recruiter are you asked, how do they actually figure out what pay rates are? Like, how does that all work? Well, like I said, it all starts with those number of hours, know. right? And, and Now you know. <laughs> it should drive the industry into a better place mm -hmm. for everybody, mm -hmm. right? I've always said, I want an educated traveler because they're more valuable because I look better because it's all out there. Right. So now you guys know why I get so much shit from people when they're like, why are you out there doing stuff? Nobody, it's, it is, it, you guys already know this stuff, I think, in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. But it, if you really understand it, and it's right out there front and center, mm -hmm. you know, it's... You have all the power. You have the power. And yep. you have the power to decide. Yep. And you're going to change the industry because people are going to start to have to change their, their model to put more money in your pocket and keep more or less money in theirs. And they're right. going to have to do a better, or they're going to have to have a real good justification for how wonderful they are to keep more money in their own pocket, which could be the answer. But I, I really hope this one was good. I love this one because this is a, this is a passionate one of mine. It is. It's important. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happened with my industry. And this is why people say, do you like what you do? I do. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm not always proud of what I do because of the other people in the industry that don't do it the way the other most, elements. many of us do do it. Yeah. 
And this is not a thing that there's a whole bunch of bad people out there, but there's a whole bunch of bad people out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's some good people out there. There are. Right? Yeah. There's some people out there. But I, you give me a reason why somebody wouldn't be able to, wouldn't want to share everything I just shared with you. Why wouldn't someone share everything? Mark. What? What is one of the seven deadly sins? Oh, God. You always forget to put me on this. I, 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 don't covet thy neighbor's wife? <laughs> That's no, the oh, Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gluttony. Greed. <laughs> oh, greed. Greed. Duh. That's why they could be the nicest of people, but sometimes greed creeps in and gets in the way. It's just the truth. You really should tell me where you're going with those things so I don't go in a whole different direction. <laughs> it's so fun to watch you go there, though. I'm on my hand on something else. You just throw a curveball at me, which it wasn't even a curveball. It was just too stupid. You just had the wrong uh, thing. <laughs> I was still back on fitness and stuff. Um, no, you're right. There are there are some good people that also have a lot of greed. They just get greedy. They see the potential for how much money. There is just a lot of money There is out a there huge amount of money to be made in this. And, and what I will also yeah. say is this industry is filled with people that are surprised they're making it because they yeah. wouldn't make this kind of money in anything else. No. A lot of people that are in this industry that are higher ups mm -hmm. literally wouldn't get a job no. at, at, a, at a big corporation. Mm -mm. And that's not, a, I mean, I'm in there. I'm one of those people, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've had a job at a big corporation before, <laughs> but I moved into this, right? But there are yeah. people that it's like they're shocked how much money they make and they don't know what to do with it and they get, you're right, they greedy. get greedy on it. And that's why. And the best way to kind of stop that is knowledge. Well, and you also have publicly traded companies that have shareholders that are greedy. They do. And so there's a different monster there with those guys. Very big, different monster. Well, it's a, it's it's not necessarily greed. It's just the way they, it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Then you're into high-level capitalism. Are you into gluttony anywhere? On it? No, it doesn't really. Well, I mean, greed can turn into gluttony <laughs> real quick. What about my neighbor's wife? <laughs> <laughs> that would be covet your neighbor's oh! wife. And that would be a Ten Commandments. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Yeah, don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I'm all right there. Oh, you don't like your neighbors? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I like my neighbors. I just don't. I don't covet their wives because I'm I'm a good dude. <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate it. Rewind, share, 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 share. Rewind. Well, I guess rewind. Watch listen it. Listen to it again. again. I guess you can't rewind in this crap, can you? Well, you can. Yeah, you can. Okay, so rewind. You can back up. All right. Listen, share. share it. I think this one's a real important one. And go back to anything that you found beneficial. I'm, we're just asking you guys to help us out and really get get this out there. Yeah. Um, because it's important, and I think yes. that this is why you guys now understand that it's not just this episode. It's it's about all the, the previous ones he's done: RVing, personal mm -hmm. health, you know, drinking wine. Those have a value to them as well. Sure. The the whole point, maybe for those of you that have watched this, listened to this whole this whole podcast, all these episodes, are starting to see things come together. That traveling is an education, and I mm -hmm. hope that the insider information we're giving you is really filling in some gaps on what you already know. Right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Talk to you Thanks. next time. Bye.